Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money for such. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. So, some basketball happened again, which definitely didn't happen in the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. Do we even have to talk about the All Star game? All we need to say about that. That's it. We've. (laughs) It's like our our rugby league coverage. We've mentioned the name rugby league, so therefore we've congratulated. Congratulations. Words. There's no. Look. there will be no NRL preseason update this week because there's no NRL preseason this week. Preseason, just like there's no cricket on, there's also no NRL on. Um, there was an All Star game on, oh, apparently, but but we, we do we do have to talk about cricket. No, but we don't. not the actual not the actual game. There's no cricket on. Oh, do you, do you mean we have to talk about the MCC, the Marlborough <laughs> Cricket Club? Putting out a, a, a press release calling for calm like it's fucking LA 1992 and Rodney King's, uh, the cops had bashed him up, have, have just got off. Um, but the thing about that that statement was that what was lost in that was the statement immediately afterwards was, if you're a batsman, stay in your fucking crease and there won't be any drama. Yeah. Here is our rule. They the have rule come, the weird that, yeah. that we make up. It is not. It is not up for. It's not up for your feel. Your feelings don't fucking matter. Stay in your crease. You won't have a problem. It's so cool to see the MCC have come out hard pro mancad. MCC, welcome to the revolution. You're very welcome. Um, no, no. I was talking about like there was this weird narrative about Cummins going home and him being soft. This greeny and yeah. you know oh, he's this greeny, but he's flying. His, his fucking mum's sick, mate. N- not sick. Like, palliative care. Yeah. So uh, the, yeah. the fucking Langer, the, the pro Langer people just can't wait yeah. to, to fucking find any excuse to put the boot into him. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it turns out he's quite an admirable dude for actually wanting to be with his family at a time of need. Like you're, right, but sport. the. the- the pre-Langer generation would probably go, well, you know, fuck it, mums die all the time. Yeah, they're the ones that, you know, missed birds and, yeah. you know, oh, I was I was out, you know, spewing my guts up because I missed the birth of my kid. And I was like, okay, great. Um, anyway, I just I, I just thought it, it was an interesting dichotomy because he's, to me, he seems like, like if you look at the face of it, he's a stand-up dude, right? He cares about... The next generation, and he cares about his team, and he actually wants people to have a nice work environment, and he obviously wants to win. Like, mm. have you seen him bowl? Like, the dude wants to win. It's not like he doesn't want to win, but he's he's from that Steph Curry school of I don't have to be an absolute prick to do it. And yeah, I don't know. It's I, a generational I, I thing. Would- it's purely a generational yeah. thing. It's it's the generation they grew up. You know, believing that you had to be an asshole to be successful, discovering, and it's the same with Michael Jordan's generation too. It's it's the it's a repudiation of that generation, and that's why they get so fucking upset about it. That's why you have Ian Healy putting out ridiculous videos like they should just smack them back over their fucking heads. That'll solve everything. And it's like fuck, gee, why didn't we think of that? 
<laughs> Dan Lebecki is really just made for that sort of shit, isn't he? He's well, so is Dan like- Lemke. Lebecki, Lebecki. I think you mixed it up with Katie Ledecky, the American swimmer, which is a fascinating thing to get wrong. I I don't know what her takes on cricket. Her cricket (laughs) comedy chops probably aren't quite as well refined. Can we get her on? I don't think we can Um, afford her. Probably not. No. Uh, This is the Bulls podcast. Uh, I'm Doc. He's Bezo. And uh, we should pour a bit out for Bezo this week because he is the only international coach of any note who hasn't been named in the Atlanta Hawks coaching search, having the g- general manager, Trey Young, having fired uh, the, the head coach, Nate McMillan, this week. Uh, who the you fuck know, wants that job? You know, people on dates talk about being ghosted. I've been ghosted by a touchboard. <laughs> Had this really positive meeting with them, and then nothing, just nothing, not even a... Just no response, nothing. Hey, guys, how are we going on that decision? Radio silence. So I might not have a job. I might be, uh, I might be, you know, on the market. Maybe I could go and coach the Hawks. Do you – what would you – how would you manage Trey Young, given that uh, he's, he's an entitled little individual who has managed to run off two head coaches so far and he's besties with one of the owners, Fail Sons, who, who has embedded himself in the front office? Yeah, well, what have they been through? Three coaches and two front offices? Three front offices? Uh, yeah. Two owners I don't know. as well. Um, that's true. Two owners. Yeah. Um, clown show. Absolute clown show. But you yeah. look at the, the, the names that are being propping up for that and you think, well, it's kind of a mixture between coaches who could do run a rebuild and coaches who are clearly there to appease a star. I feel like Quinn Steiner is probably more in that second Coleman the first one, given that he was there to kind of put out the fires for the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Utah team for years, and he managed to somehow hinge that together so it didn't collapse. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting coach, right? Because he has really good raps, like you know, b- basketball people who we think know what they're talking about. Kendrick Perkins aside, because Kendrick Perkins seems to be a blind spot for every basketball bloody writer in the world. Kendrick um, Kendrick Perkins is like every AFL guy. He's basically that that role. He is he is the AFL footy show. You know, he's like fucking Wayne Carey or something. That seems to be his his job is just to be this gurning fucking ex player who just shits out idiot takes based on his proximity to important people. But you're right. He doesn't seem like he's on the. Uh, he, he's not on that Spo level, right? Who can, who will stand up to the stars and get the best out of a team, no matter who's there. You know, no, who he's can go toe to toe. He, he's a he's a fucking appeasement coach. He's a guy who you know. Mm. There was so much. It was about trying to make those two happy and work together. Those two being. Um, Donovan and and Rudy, the two the two stars. So I guess he's got a he wouldn't be the sort of coach who would just say fuck you all. This is what's happening, and if you don't like it, but, but the thing is, he can't do that as an individual. You have to have institutional buy in from you know top to bottom. You have to yeah. be the Miami Heat or the or the Spurs. You can't really do that if you're just one coach jumping up and down and getting cross, particularly when the dude has connections in the front office and the dude has connections with ownership. It's funny the the institutional buy in because I was I can't remember which pod I was listening to, but someone was saying, "Oh, it was fucking Chris Vernon," which is terrible that I was actually listening to that. But um, he was saying he was You're like a that cub desperate reporter. for basketball podcasting content in the quiet week. I was quite happy to yeah, catch up I on everything else. <laughs> it was so much. 
Um, but he was saying like he was a young reporter sitting in the Grizzlies dressing room when they um, beat uh, when the Spurs, the number one Spurs got beaten by the number eight Grizzlies. And he said R.C. Buford came in and basically just, you know, very quietly, quickly shook every player's hand and said, you know, basically, well done, you, you know, you've got us. And he's like, he didn't have to fucking do that. You know, there was there was no there was no cameras there. There was no story there. Like, it was literally that Vernon was just sitting in a corner of the dressing room waiting for, for a player to talk to him that he uh, even got that, you know, that insight. But... I guess that that story, that sort of institutional stuff would make its way around the league. Like, you know, that's why the Spurs are the Spurs. Um, yeah, but I don't think they do it in order for people to talk about them doing it. I think they just do it because that's who they are. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's built into the culture. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not – they're not trying to get 5% out of it or anything. They're, it's literally they're doing it. They're not doing they, it for the grand. That's, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, uh, but the irony is that the the Hawks were a team that that lent super hard into the ex Spurs people. I mean, they were at a time there. They had half the fucking Spurs staff on there. There's a fantastic photo of their coaching roster from what three or four years ago, and it literally has four current or future head coaches on it. And they are yet again look putting out fucking feelers to try and have someone else new. Mm. It's it's remarkable. Well, it's you know who the the one person that would stand up to Trey that would actually do it because he literally has nothing to look at l- l- nothing to to lose is Ime Adoku because like what expert guy does he have to lose yeah expert guy but what does he have to lose it's not like he's going to get another job I think he might have been in that photo as well is, is he an ex Hawks coach as well I think everyone is I mean fucking. Uh, Bart is an ex, ex Quinn Snyder was in that photo. Fucking, um, there's a bunch of others as well. I can't remember all of them. At the moment, um, the uh, acting head coach. Oh, you know, is, you know who it was? It was Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham was, was in that, that photo. That. Yeah. At the moment, they've got Joe Prunty, which uh, he was. He was the guy who he he had the interim role before uh, Bud took over at the Bucks. And uh, I just like saying Joe Prunty because it's a fun name to say. Joe I've got a Prunty. Funny feeling. He's been an he's been a filling coach at the Suns as well. I think this I mean, might be his if, if third it, job. Everyone has, basically. That's <laughs> true. Um Yes, anyway. Yeah, so so we can we can rule you out in terms of a, a coaching. You don't think you can get through no. to, to Trey Young? No, I definitely don't think I could get through to Trey Young. That's true. No. Uh Mike Malone was on Woj's podcast and he had a really complaining about how bad the game was that he, he was the coach, <laughs> he coach. so if only he had some fucking control over what happened in the game i did i did like Jokic when he was asked about the all-star game and he's just like this game is not for me <laughs> yes. know, i'm well, i'm not built for this game Jokic was like literally mic'd up in the first minute of the game and he said oh, i got my two points i'm good <laughs> <laughs> they just basically pulled the pin. He's like, well, the problem is that they've been they've been on the piss for like four days at that stage. They have, they are yeah. sweating Hennessy. You can't ask him to do it a huge amount. I mean, the biggest questions coming out of All Star Weekend is apart from why the fuck was Car Malone there? Why the fuck was Post Malone there? I don't think the All Star game needed neither. 
Um, but it was also, do we even need a fucking all-star game in 2023? The whole point of an all-star game back in the day was to show the fans these players that they never got to see. We, we see enough of these pricks. We, we're bored of them. And the problem is they keep trying to find different formats for these things. The NFL has basically given up and they just have a flag football tournament and a skills tournament. I think the only good format All-Star Games, I like the NRL's All-Star Game, even though it doesn't give you all the All-Stars. It gives you that, uh, it actually does something culturally useful with the, the Maori versus yeah, Indigenous. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's got some culture to it. Yeah, and the other one that, that actually works okay is the one that the MLS and the A-League do, which is because they exist in the context of a sport that's played elsewhere, they they form an all-star team and then they go and play someone. It's a bit like if the AFL All-Australian team had somebody to play. You have, like, fucking Juventus might be on tour and they'll come down and play the, the MLS All-Stars or the A-League All-Stars. That actually works quite well. The one, the one thing that would work for the NBA All-Star game would be US versus International, but I don't think they want to do that because I think the local heroes know they're going to get caught. Yeah, they don't, they don't want the US having their asses handed to them. Yes, for the same reason they don't want to go on their dunk contest and embarrass themselves. They don't want to turn up and have a whole bunch of pudgy white guys from fucking Eastern European outposts absolutely cooking them. Maybe, the, they, the maybe if, if, the, if the Sapos have the Canadians as, as honorary North Americans, maybe that would help. The, the Ringer had a really interesting pod about uh, basically the history of Slavic basketball and, you know, how, you know, it, it rose in the sort of 70s because Yugoslavia put a whole heap of money into national sports because nationalism and sports go hand in hand. Um, but and that, that was a country well, that need, they needed to invest some time and money into to make sure it stuck together. They had to try and encourage as much nationalism they could because first chance they got, it disintegrated into a civil war. Yeah, but then they, like, one of the little interesting things in that podcast was um, Jokic and Nurkic, I think, starting that Eastern Bloc dinner party in the yeah. bubble that's now uh, now continued. And when the Nuggets played Miami and they sort of, uh, you know, they had like an indoctrination for Nikola Jovic. <laughs> you know, yes. welcome to the club. Coming out to the, coming out to the Eastern Bloc dinner. <laughs> the guy like- who's the guy who sounds like a fucking typo. Yeah. So yeah, this this is for all the all the former. The, it's the Balkans, isn't it? It's the, it's the the former Yugoslavian nations specifically. Yeah. I don't think they invite Mo- the, Montenegro the, and Slovenia yeah, and, and yeah. Bosnia and uh, Croatia and Serbia, Macedonia and Slovenia, of course. Did we say yep. Slovenia or Slovakia? Not Slovakia. No, Slovakia, because that isn't that um isn't that Donkic? Isn't Donkic? That's no, Slovenia. Slovakia is uh, the other half of Cheko. It gets a bit confusing. <laughs> Very confusing. Um, yeah, so I just I just think that's cool, and and that sort of lends it to you know uh, would would there be you know would there be a really cool. Um, feeling to a an international versus America game because that might that might get the juices of the Jokic's and the Donkic's going. And definitely like Giannis doesn't need any juice, right? I, like I think it'll be fine for them. I think the problem is that in the domestic market, that's gonna create an uncomfortable situation where the NBA would be scared that it's it's more you know, the, the, the casual fan, and by the casual I mean the red state cletuses, would start mm. cheering for the internationals because they have fewer black dudes on them. I think that's yeah. that's one of the – and there's also – you set that aside, you also set aside the point that they may well get cooked. It creates a lot of 
political and social and economic awkwardness for them. However, it would be a much better fucking game of basketball. And if the point of even having a fucking, if you feel like you need to have an all-star game for the brand networking bullshit that it encourages, then you could at least have a game that's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose the the dunk contest was surprisingly good. Um, Shouts to Doogie Howser, um, the, the, what's, he, what's his real name? Matt McClung. Um, McClung. Mac McClung. Is it, his real name is Matt McClung. He just goes by oh, Mac. Is it? Yeah. He goes by oh, Mac okay. because of, you know, I don't know, social media reasons. Sure. I hope he enjoys the rest of his 10-day contract and he has a safe drive home to, what is it, Baltimore, Delaware, wherever he's from, because he's certainly not playing a fucking minute in the NBA. <sighs> yeah. And this is the thing, like, you know, Shaden Sharp had a, a – a dunk coward, you know, in the Fucking game. Fucking coward! Today, <laughs> He's like, like not, I'm not able to play. I have to concentrate on. No, no, on he this. didn't get invited. He didn't get. An no, invite. he got invited. He turned it down. Oh, really? He pulled okay, out. Well, Fucking! I was listening to um, uh, Mo Dekeel and Seth Partnow were doing uh, one of those playbacks. Those playback things, you know, where they've got you know, basically you just do a, like a watch along. Uh, and you log in with your fucking NBA league pass or whatever, and, and yeah, uh, no dunks guys do it every week as well. Um, but they were doing one. <laughs> kill just was constantly just punishing Shaden Sharp for being a coward for basically pulling out uh, because he was scared of of getting clowned by Matt McClung. It was nothing to do because he was too, too busy trying to focus on the idea of trying to help um, the Blazers not make the plane. Uh, Lake is exceptionalism is so funny. Like. Are we are we overreacting to one night of basketball part two this, this, for the oh, second time this year? The Lakers was- are four games from the four, from the five seed, and they might they might well get them. Well, the, the the bottom of the West, like it's literally Denver and everybody else, right? Because Memphis shit the bed again tonight. Really, that was the game where they had the lead. All they had to do was protect it, and they couldn't. Like, man, they missed. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't. I, that's the best Memphis have played for a while. I thought because Memphis were ha- having a slightly, yeah, that, that, slightly awkward played. run. I think I would put that game because they they lost on a couple of absolute fucking circus shots from James Harden at the end. Yeah. Um, and, and James Harden hit one. Fucking Tobias Harris hit one, and and then James Harden won a absolute like a he threw himself into a scramble for the ball and, and got it out yeah. to, to Joel Embiid for the for effectively the, the, the bucket that sealed it. I, I would put that more on just high variance sixes doing awesome shit than necessarily Memphis doing anything particularly stupid. That, that's the best Memphis have played for a bit. I think they're going to be okay. Um, I really liked Sacramento today, and, and, and by the same token, I wonder if the Blazers are actually chasing Wembenyama now. Because they rested Dame and Jeremy Grant, even though they were playing literally half an hour's flight from home, and they literally left in the afternoon to play a night game. Uh, and but Dame responded to some tweet from somebody saying that you know clearly the Blazers are, are, are taking for Wemby, and he said, "No, we're not." I was like, "Well, if that's true, why didn't you turn up to fucking work, mate?" Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, literally, that Portland have the same number of wins as the team in thirteenth, which is the Lakers. They yeah. don't have to do much to end up. With a very attractive draft oh, position. Yeah. Portland for sure, I think, are are um I think they're yeah. they're heading for the back end. Like it's just weird that they don't really seem to know what they want to do. Mm. A, a little bit like um the Jazz, right? Like the Jazz got rid of Conley but didn't 
get rid of Clarkson and like there's a whole heap of other pieces that you know like, those pieces help them win today. Yeah, do you wonder if that's just got more to do with opportunity? You know, they they literally cleared out as much as much as they could, but you yeah. can't trade. You know, you, you can only trade for the deals that you get. And Danny likes Danny likes a good deal. The thing about Portland is that it's like Joe Cronin has never seen the Dubs play. Or, or never met anybody from the Dubs fucking front office because it's like the literal fucking game plan for building around a star like Dame Lillard is the way that the fucking Dubs built around Steph Curry. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not going to be able to do it as well, but do it. Try trying to get a, another guard that's small and is a shooter and can't defend for shit and make that your, you know, have, have this two-guard attack. That's not the kind of guard you need to build around, but they, he keeps doing it over and over again. The last time he had a guard who could defend was fucking Wes Matthews, pre-Achilles. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, that's for sure. I suppose to overreact to one night of basketball, we have to say that the dubs are cooked, and that they'll also be in that conversation for uh, for whether, whether they want to go for a pick or not. Well, yeah, should they? I mean, they're 10th. They're 10th. They're below 500. They really looked horrible today against the Derby. The Lakers did not look troubled at any stage. It's interesting how um, the rest of their core and Steph's legacies have separated, right? Like, you know, a, a few It's only Steph now. It's not It's not Dre. It's not Clay because those guys have become essentially marginal basketball players well, really like quickly. Like I would say high-level role players, right? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you call them? It's hard um, to call it a big three when the other ones barely add up to one between them. And, and even Pool, like Pool hasn't really no. popped the way I guess they were hoping. Uh, would would they would they think about trading Pool? I don't know. Well, the other thing is that Wiggins has been out with personal stuff for the yeah. last two games, but that all, that means this game and the game before All Star. So there's something. Something's going on with him, and he's—it's not nice, uh, you know. And I, mm-hmm. people deserve to have privacy around this sort of stuff. I'm, you know, going back to that um, Pat Simmons thing. There's no way he should have had to tell people, "Hey, my mum's about to die. I need to go home," in order to yeah. stop dickheads from fucking culture warring all over it. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. You know, so I hope you know Wiggins' situation is isn't grim, and I hope, I hope it goes turns out okay for him. Um, so to get to get back to the Malone on Woj podcast one of the i thought the interesting things that he um he said was like they talk about winning the the games going into all-star break and winning the games coming out of all-star break and i guess that's because you know teams mentally can have their you know have their minds on the break and so you like you're either a, a coaching staff that can keep everyone focused and not lose a random game and then, likewise, you're coming out of the break, and it's like, well, I'm nice and relaxed, and I'm chilled, and it's like, you know, not not really sure what's going on. And then, yeah, being able to to kick into the next gear, I guess, and, and have that sprint. And today was like that. Per- I was just watching the highlights of that Denver game, thinking, well, this is a perfect example of what he's talking about. Jokic didn't really have a great game, like statistically, he was awesome, but. He was pretty sloppy, and that was a top defensive team, and yet they just seemed to grind it out. And it's like that's what gives me hope about Denver as a contender is unless the Suns get healthy, I don't know whether any other team in the West is really popping on all cylinders. 
the Clippers were going all right, and then they fucking remade their team. They brought like four dudes in. I don't know. I think every one of those changes was good except for one uh, for the Clippers. Mm. And I think the, the Clippers. It's a big one though. It's well, it isn't. It isn't. Okay, let, let's do the let's do the counterfactual on this. So so Paul George was advocating for Russ from the fucking jump from the moment he got a buy. He was going to get yeah, a buyout. Yeah, absolutely. If you then and and Lawrence Frank came out and said, you know, we have a particular kind of point guard we're looking for, and it's not fucking Russ. Um, if you had continued down that path and you you'd told Paul George to his face, we're not going to get bring your your dude onto onto this team. Yeah, what kind of damage might that problems. do to your team? Yeah. I know it's a trade off. Do you do you also have to go? What's the damage this guy can do versus what's the damage it will do to not bring him in? The other thing I suppose to keep in mind is that Russ. On a on forty seven million dollars a year playing for the Lakers, and Russ on a minimum having been bought out, is probably a little bit different to have to manage in that in the room, mm. because he just doesn't have that fucking you know that they can bench him, they can cut him. It's not a fucking drama. Yeah. I suppose the other thing I was thinking about is that the Clippers are probably a better fit for Russ. Even if even if it's not necessarily better for the Clippers, the Clippers are probably a better fit for Russ than the Lakers were. Because oh, absolutely! Remember those Lakers lineups were full of fucking other small guards that couldn't shoot. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Having said that, the Clippers have definitely taken the first step on that Nets ladder to destruction. Yeah, that's what I'm. When you empower your your own people. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, but all the other people they picked up, you know, Eric Gordon and so forth, fucking whatever Plumlee it was, they're all really handy uh, depth players. And yeah. they can figure out along the way which one of those people are useful and which ones aren't. Yep. I just yeah, just don't trust them, I guess. Why would you? What's the, what's there to trust? Yeah, and that's the thing, like uh I that that that's why I just think Denver's the best um you know, the the best chance in the West. Yeah. They're, they're, like they're pretty rock solid. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is their ceiling. I don't think they can get any better. Whereas we know the Clippers oh. have a ceiling. The Clippers' well, ceiling's higher okay. than this. The, Phoenix's the, ceiling's obviously higher than this. Yeah, Phoenix- Sacramento's ceiling is- <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that with a straight face. Well, hey, that they they look like they might not win that game at some stages today, and then they just came yeah. out and won it. Like, that's, 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 that's a, a game really they probably won- wouldn't have won in previous that's- years. But they just- Portland got out to a handy lead early. They were up, you know, in the, when the scores were in the 20s and 30s. Portland were up by heaps, and then- Sacramento just just came straight past him, put 10, 15 points on him, and never looked back. Um, but you, yeah. you have to say that the Clippers' ceiling is going to be higher than that that Denver side. I mean, it's a ceiling that requires Kawhi's knee to work. Just remember that this Denver side against a, a Paul George Kawhi side came back and beat them from three one down. Yeah, but how much Kawhi was actually working at that stage? No, that was that was a fully this functioning was- Kawhi. Uh, that was the season. That was the season before he did his knee. That that was the season that got Doc fired. He did his knee in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, but, but he <laughs> was- his knee his knee has been a problem for a very long time. But it wasn't it wasn't the Dallas series where he you know played awesome and then what played one game against the Suns and then was cooked. Like I think Jokic is unfairly maligned in the finals. The dude's won two series coming well, back. Well, he hasn't been to them, down. so it's not surprising he's unfairly well, conference maligned. Finals. Conference. He's been in the conference finals. That's not the um, finals. <laughs> he's like Luka Donkic has been to the conference finals. 
Shout, okay. Look, we need shouts to Luca and Kyrie for winning a game together for the first yeah. time ever. It was against the Spurs, who've lost 15 in a row. And uh, let's let's pour a little out for Victor. Uh, as uh, as Tillman Fatita said, we need to pray for Victor, uh, being a you know a black kid from Paris who's going to have to move to the ass end of Texas for the next seven years. Because if it's not Houston, it's going to be San Antonio. I'd much rather see him in San Antonio than Texas. I'd much rather see him somewhere nice where they're not quite as racist against foreigns. Well, but where? Like, I don't know, Golden State, I guess. That seems a bit... That does seem like, you know, the rich getting richer, the poor get the picture. To, well, to borrow a line like, from Peter really, Garrett. Do you really want light years ahead to... I think, I think light years ahead is going light years behind. I think, I think that game's over. I think um, Bob Myers probably should have quit last year because this yeah. year's not doing his fucking. I mean, people, he'll get hired, but you know, last year would have been the point to go out. I think before he has to make any. Like we've said before, a lot of this is about him not wanting to have to make any decisions that hurt his friends because he came to this into this gig from being a, a player agent, yeah. and his 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 sympathies are with with those players, and he just doesn't want to you know kick him in the ass and send him out the door. Um, Wemby will end up. Uh, on the Charlotte Hornets, and he will never, ever, ever see they, a postseason. He doesn't deserve that. That's bullshit. I don't want to see him on the Hornets. I mean, I don't know what he does and doesn't deserve. He, he might be a really bad person. He might pull the wings off butterflies and things. He might have been a turd in a previous life. So maybe he does deserve Charlotte. Fair enough. Um, I can't back that up. I'm being. I'm just besmirching his his, uh, his skills. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to be a... a contrarian no matter what um it's it's very hard to have any more basketball takes than that really i i, I challenge anyone to have any basketball takes that are uh are, are more are more well developed than those when you messaged me this afternoon and we're like shall we do a pod and i was like fuck i don't like i've got music takes but i really don't know what to say no, i about. said get on my goddamn podcast make me money you bitch you're like, fuck, our advertisers want us to fucking pod, mate. Yes. Get on here. Bettingcunts.com. They yeah. just prefer us to fucking... They're saying we need to do more NRL preseason content. Well, someone's got to. Can't, the sport just can't carry everyone, I guess. No. Waratahs are 17, and the Brumbies are 21 at this stage. Excellent. The Brumbies? There you go. Is, the Brumbies. What the fuck? Super Rugby has started? You're- Canterbury <laughs> lost. <laughs> Fuck it, the yeah. fucking Crusaders lost. It's a glorious day for the yeah, country yeah. of Aotearoa. You're chipping me for li- listening to Ringer podcasts, and you're watching the Brumbies in Super Rugby. Gee, well, I'm kind of hoping they lose. Sure, none of this money goes to Bill Simmons, so clearly I'm morally untouchable compared to yeah, that's Bill nice. Simmons and Chris Vernon. Are you sure you're? You know, I actually feel more comfortable if you're watching fucking Jordan Peterson videos. You sure you don't have a Joe Rogan fucking subscription there somewhere? No, I don't have a Joe Rogan. This episode's really petered out, and I blame you. Uh, this was the Bulls podcast. Uh, I was Doc. He was Bezo. Uh, he has clearly tuckered himself out from doing jumpy up and down man stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you next week after he has a bit of a nap. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Nighty night.
Can you hear me? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Hey, you pull it up. I'm actually, um, no, I do not want to update audio hijack. Why would I want to do that? Are you insane? I'm actually like hopped up on adrenaline. Did pretty good. So. Oh, good. So tomorrow you're going to be cookhead. Yeah, you're possibly. up and bound up. Last week I did it Right twice. when you have to crawl around setting up tents and stuff. Sounds like fucking great <laughs> yeah. No, actually, that shouldn't be too bad because it's just two swags. Two swags. Oh, okay. So you don't, you don't be fucking putting up a tent nah. and a fly and all that bullshit. Nah, nah. This is minim- minimalist. We've sort of gone. This like, is back got, of the ute camping. We've got like a, a rig for a week, which, you know, takes quite a bit of setting up and then a rig for one night, which we quite often use when we're going to people's parties and stuff, which is basically two swags and a table. <laughs> That's it. You sit under the table. Yeah, sit under the table. That's right. <laughs> Kids get a swag get each. We crash under the table. Yep. Uh, um, it is nice to have an alcoholic beverage, though, after a week of not drinking. And that's just Can't me. relate. That's just me tearing tape off my various orifices. Okay. <laughs> Would you have to tape it up to stop it leaking? Well, you. How hard are you trying? You're you doing like weightlifting, and then you're worried, you know. You'll end up being end up as a minor character from a Billy Birmingham. That's uh, twelfth man type. Papa Valium and drop off. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Can you hear that rain? No, I can only hear the voices in my head. It's pissing. It's pissing down. Drink more beer. I might go treat myself to a whiskey. I was thinking I haven't finished my wine. I thought. Just get a whiskey and stand it right next to that one. Just, just Irish that wine up a bit. <laughs> I'll be back. Just put a bit of two stroke in it. Responsible drinking, folks.